the Just Build Go podcast, special episode number two. Uh, this is the second episode in uh, promoting the week week one of the uh, program, that the course that I have going on. It's called uh, Free to Be, and this week we are talking about reverence and ritual. In episode one, we talked to my cousins, Kingston and Crystal, and you know, really dove into reverence and spending time with God and finding ways to work that into your day. And uh, my guest for this one, her name is Deborah Globus, and she goes by La Padre, and uh, she is going to help us with the rituals, and she's absolutely brilliant at it. So my name is Deborah Globus. I go by La Padre. Uh, it was an easier way to explain what non-denominational minister was to a Spanish-speaking woman, and, and she said, oh, do a good job at the wedding. Make all us women look good. So the name <laughs> stuck. And I've been doing rituals of one sort or another for more than 30 years now. I was a big fan of fantasy when I was little, and I wanted all the magic. And through the spiritual journeys through the years, I figured out ways to do it for myself, which was really, really nice. And now I teach others how to do it for themselves. I teach others how to work with the framework of a ritual, and therefore build a ritual that can fulfill any need that you have, whether it's a milestone celebration or a, you need to get the kids out of the house in the morning. Like I'm, I'm hoping that's what we're going to talk about today. Cause I have a whole lot of ideas on that. And you can find my work at La Padre. I work with individuals, but there's also a lot of uh, free material that you can find. There's a lot of pointers. There's some personal stuff, just, you know, your average modern day spiritual website, lapadre.com. I love that. Love it. And I'm a big fantasy person too, like super big, always been into that kind of thing. So love that. So yeah, really the whole project that I'm working on is geared toward moms who, you know, are kind of playing small, not living a big, bold life because, you know, being a mom, it really bogs you down. Sometimes you love your kids, you want to do the best for them, but at the same time, you're losing yourself. So Mm -hmm. A part of what I, you know, developed with my course is, you know, week one is about reverence and ritual, which reverence is, you know, trying to spend time with God, devotions, prayer, whatever. And then the ritual, really, I, I understand it's probably not technically original or a ritual, but that's what I have to call it for myself because the idea of a routine makes me like fidgety and I don't like (laughs) like something that I have to do. So I call it a ritual and you know, however that works into what you're talking about, I, I absolutely believe you have exactly what we're looking for. So, um, yeah, like what kind of examples you have and you feel free to let, let go. Okay. So that word that you hate so much that, that routine word, that's about something that you do Uh, day after day after day, and they're a good thing. They have their place. Turning that, what you have now, into a ritual is actually really going to be very easy for you so that you are going to be formally working with something that I would call a ritual. And I suppose I need to explain that first. So when I work with ritual, 
I work with a four-step process. Most people, when they talk ritual, they're talking about the body of the ritual, which for me is step three. So there's a couple more things that we got to fill in here. Okay. When you're creating your own rituals, you want to create sacred space. So if you belong to a church, you already have an established sacred space. You go to that building, and that's where your rituals are held. When we practice on our own, we need to create that sacred space, and we can do that. There are as many ways to create sacred space as there are thoughts in your head and imaginations. Some of the more simple ones are by lighting a candle. I work a lot with um, containers, like boxes that you can open, literally, to to start your time, start your day. Um, Prayers can be a way of opening. I'm going to, we'll talk about that in a little bit because I have a, a very cool idea about how to tie all of this together in a, in a morning ritual that will, will help get people started and get people going. Love this. The next step in a ritual is to declare the purpose of your ritual. If you're celebrating, we'll use the wedding. The wedding is always the easiest one. Almost everybody's been to a formal wedding, they know. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here this day. <laughs> is declaring the reason for the ritual. Okay. Then within the body of the ritual are the symbolic acts that we do to fulfill that declaration. So in a wedding, it's the exchange of vows, it's the exchange of rings, and both of those things reinforce the fact that this couple is getting married and that's what we're here for. To complete all of this, to really seal the deal on it and make it like a super-powered kind of thing. You want to close the sacred space that you opened at the beginning. In a wedding, that would be, you may now kiss the bride. Everybody knows that you're done and over, and now there's partying and food and all the good stuff to come after that, but we know that the wedding is finished. And that opening and closing creates a kind of energetic container around the actions that we're doing, and that focuses them. And you know when you focus something that you make it really sharp and superpowered. When you focus sunlight through a magnifying glass, you've got a really superpowered beam of light there. Right, okay. So when you're talking about doing a routine, what you've basically got is a body of the ritual. Okay. Now what I want to encourage you to do is to go ahead and contain that by using something to open and something to close it, and somewhere in there, even if it's just in your heart, by declaring the intention that you want to have an easy morning. Right. Okay. I love that. Okay. Shall we jump into some ideas on how, what that might look like and how to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I went back and forth with this because I'm in love with candles, but who's got time to light a candle in the morning? I don't know. (laughs) And I've been thinking, too, about um, the the post that you put on Facebook about, you know, we love Jesus and we want to include that. And so what I'm imagining is opening your morning with a written prayer. A a spoken prayer is good, too, but there's a reason why I'm recommending a written prayer. And I'll get back to that when we get to the end of it, when we get to closing. So keeping a little notebook and just jotting down, Dear Lord, Today, I would really love for this morning's getting the kids off to school to go easily or to go peacefully or to declare some kind of an intention to, to have a quality of a morning that you want. And that, that can change. You can go back and, and check that. But writing it down so that it's a concrete thing. 
And then in your head, you're, you're right. You're ready to go. And within that opening, you've already done that step two. You've already declared the reason for your ritual. And you can seamlessly go ahead and move into the body of getting kids up and making breakfast and lunches and, and putting on shoes. And I told you to put on your shoes. Please, for the love of all, totally go put on your shoes, child. <laughs> it's like you've been here in the morning. <laughs> I have two of my own. I have two of my own, and we go through this. And, yes, so <laughs> I really do get it. <laughs> so funny. I'm glad uh, it's <laughs> so I will say this in favor of a candle, especially if you have little ones. A candle is a way of pulling them into the ritual because writing down a prayer is a good way for the adult or the leading person in it to get right in their head and to create sacred space mm-hmm. and to bring everyone else into sacred space. A candle is more interactive, and if you can find time to work in a candle – that's something that younger kids will look and see. Like a candle is magic. A candle is my answer to just about everything. I have used candles for homework time because, A, it defines the time. If that candle, that blue candle that's on the table, that's my homework candle. If that's lit, this is time for homework time. It also sets a mood. It just there's something about fire that just calms everybody down and just brings everybody down a notch. It's a beautiful thing. And it might be nice to have a good morning candle because on the days that you forget and your kid reminds you, because they will remind you, you have buy-in from them. You have them participating in this project process too. So pros and cons for the candle, but do what works for you is really the, the, the first rule of creating rituals because if it doesn't work it doesn't it's not going to work so okay that makes sense all right and now you've got everybody's lunches everybody gets out the door and the body of your ritual is over and done time to close i would say pick up that notebook again and write down a second prayer that says dear lord thank you for this Jasmine got her shoes on on time and got out the door with relatively little problem. Poor Carl is still struggling, but he's improving every day. (laughs) And finish by saying thank you and capitalize that, the Y on the U. I learned that from Christina Baldwin, who, uh, if you, I looked at your website, I know that you're big into storytelling. Christina Baldwin was the first woman to write a book on journaling that, and the, they had no idea what to do with her at the Library of Congress. They had to come up with a whole new uh, category for her book on journaling. But Christina Baldwin taught me to write gratitude lists and to say thank you at the end with a capital U because that reminds you that it's not all in in your hands, that there is a bigger you out there to whom you are saying thank you. It's a way to thank the universe, the Lord. really love that. That's awesome. So, I... <laughs> I want to caution because I know that this seems like a lot of extra work. Like a lot of people want to just rush through, but I do want to explain one thing about ritual. And that's when we go through the four steps and we create this sacred space. Everything that we do within that time becomes sacred. That idea of reverence that you were talking about, it becomes woven into the time. 
because we have spent this this dedicate we've dedicated ourselves to making this into something more than it more than just what it is all of those actions become symbols so waking the children up making the sandwiches making breakfast feeding them shoving 20 bucks in their pockets so they can buy lunch money um tying a shoe all of those things are in some way a symbolic action now what they symbolize is open for interpretation. It's open for personal interpretation. It's open for, you know, you to figure out what the meaning is. But they are always more than just what is being done. Right. Does that make sense? Does that? That And, yes. So, and the very interesting thing about that then means that you're changing the relationship you have with these actions so that the changes that you discover that you need to make become sacred acts in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to come up with an example. I had a friend who had a shoe cubby, and the shoe cubby was not working in the state that it was because everybody just shoved everything in there, and it was the (laughs) catch-all. I have and all the shoes sit on the floor outside of the shoe cubby. (laughs) I get that one. So, so here's the thing. If during your morning ritual you discovered that the shoe cubby is where a lot of the bottleneck is arising from, then once you've closed your ritual, the, the act of cleaning up that shoe cubby isn't just decluttering the damn shoe cubby. Now it is a sacred act in support of ritual. Right. Okay. I love that. So, you know, the more meaning we can add to all these things, the more, the more they stick, the, 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 the more likely we are to follow through on them. And if what you need to clean the shoe cubby and get it to a point where your morning is easier because the shoe cubby is neater, that's all good. Right. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That's part of the reason why, you know, the, I included this was because I've realized, I mean, my kids are old now. I have a 13, almost 15 and 16 year old. And it's taken me this long to figure out that (laughs) they all think I'm a morning person. And to some degree, I am a morning person, but really it's just that I get up early to start start everything before they get up so that Ah. I'm like doing things with intention and I'm not rushing through everything and trying to, you know, make everybody's morning a little bit easier by me getting up a little bit earlier and trying to start the day better. Mm-hmm. And so the whole ri- idea of the ritual, I really love that to include that and just do everything with intention and uh, have a reason behind all of it. I love it. It's a good thing. Yeah. Anything that makes the morning easier is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, you know, as I know, you know, a lot of my friends have little kids and they're, I see them struggling with the things that I struggled with. And, you know, like I said, it's taken me this long to figure it out. My kids are almost gone now and I finally have it figured out a little bit. And, <laughs> you know, it takes us a while. So I kind of, you know, want to help people who, who are still in the middle of it. So, you know, and this doesn't need to be a, a, a big orchestrated kind of thing either because I am definitely in the school of thought that says as much sleep as you can conceivably get is a good thing. You know, we, we had it down. We could, I could get the kids off to the bus in 20 minutes, 15, if we were in a pinch because we just did less. We just, you know, because sleep was of the utmost importance in this family. So it doesn't have to be a whole big 
production when you do ritual. It right. can be simple and it can still support you. Yeah, whatever works for you. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. If you have anything else you want to add, uh, I know you gave your website at the beginning. I but did. yeah, just. You know, I, I love. I love to talk about this stuff. You asked me to do this yesterday, and my mind has just been a flutter since then, just coming up with ideas and concepts and everything. And I am around. I will do a 20-minute chat for free with anybody, and I will, you know, I will brainstorm problems with you. I Free chats don't get anything written up formally, but I love to talk about ritual. I love to talk about spiritual practices. So if anybody out there is interested, there's a spot on the website to sign up to just chat and you know, I'll, I'm, I take my role as a non-denominational minister very seriously. I do, do hope to serve. So, that's awesome. and I love this stuff. So it's good. It's Yay. all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll definitely put, you know, your links and everything in here, but just thank you so much for taking time to talk with me. I, I know, like you said, I just asked yesterday, so I really, oh, it's great. Everything in my life is last minute. It fits in perfectly. <laughs> 